Hey everyone, it's Erica Torres. I am the host of A Real Bitch Shit and I am so excited for episode four, Toxic Relationships, and I am super excited for my guest co-host. Let's get started right now. Welcome back everyone. Thank you so much for joining in with episode four toxic relationships i have my guest co-host here yaz hey hey yaz how you been how you holding up with quarantine good just trying to get through it i'm ready to go back to work same girl i need to make my money because i am tired same. i'm not broke but still you know that unemployment is not doing it i'm not even getting unemployment that's ridiculous that entrepreneur life is my life but exactly i got the minimum that they give what the minimum <sighs> That sucks. Well, anyways, well, since you're quarantining and you haven't been around anybody, I'm glad you don't have Rona, but I feel like you had Rona at one point in your life. I think I did in, like, the end of February around my birthday. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, you had Rona. dying. I said, you have Rona, Yaz. Like, you said, no, you don't. You just have a sore throat and a cough and you can't breathe. I said... I don't know about you, but those are the symptoms on no, Google. No, that was honestly the sickest I've ever felt. Yeah, I know. And you're like, I don't have it. I'm like... Okay, let's not have people think I had corona, okay? <laughs> I think you had corona for reals. Anyways, let's get to our topic. And let's talk about toxic relationships. But first, I wanted to start off this, you know, episode with just letting everyone understand that toxic relationships are not just boy your boyfriend or your ex-husband or your significant other they're actually what yes toxic relationships can be any type of relation that you build with somebody it can be your parents your siblings your friends your coworkers amen any person in your life you can have a toxic relationship with yes that is very true and i know firsthand that I'm not going to name any names, but I want to. But um, I've had actually a really past toxic relationship. And I really want to talk about that because that made me actually learn so much about myself. And just overall, um, every relationship that I've been in, whether it's family relationship, um, exes, things like that, I've learned so much about myself. So just because you go through something toxic right now, don't think that you won't learn from it because you will so the first question i wanted to ask you is do you know what toxic relationships are not not the question that i just asked you but you know what forms do they come in because from what i know they come in many forms so i do know but just to break it down i looked it up just to make it a little bit easier to understand so there's different types of toxic people so there's the overdependent, the controlling possessive belittlers bad tempers guilt inducers users overreactors they come in so many different forms there's so many different types of toxic traits you just got to be able to pay attention and really see those signs and run away yes run where's the door let me out of here yeah just because these red flags and you really feel the guy doesn't mean it's six flags because most of the times I feel like 
I'm around people that I'm like, wow, red flags, this is six flags, I'm staying. Exactly. People get too into like, oh, they look good. Like, that's not that serious. I can get, I can look past that. And then years go by and you're like, damn, now I can't leave because I love them. Or they think like, oh, this is my family. Like, I can't stop talking to them. No, you can. You can. You You gotta go. Yep. Worry about your own mental health first. Exactly. Love yourself. Everything, you know, behind that is next. But love yourself first and make sure that you're always taking care of your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. Every, not just your physical. But also, I wanted to let you guys know from the list that Yaz was reading I just wanted to define some of them because or fully understand what they are. So she said the overdependent, which is someone who is basically using you but is dependent on you, like, you know, to help them with groceries or financially or emotionally. Like they're always dragging you down and, you know, they're just a weight more than a support system. A healthy relationship is actually someone that helps you grow supports you but if someone is actually stopping you from your growth or moving anywhere in your life they are actually over dependent on you it's actually called codependent as well the other form is controlling so someone who's like you know doesn't let you go anywhere says oh you can't wear that you can't do that you can't do certain things or live certain places and is constantly controlling you it is what it is it's called controlling someone who does not allow you to be who you are the other one is possessive so someone who's always hovering over you doesn't allow you again to be who you want to be who you are and is always just i don't know what what would be another example they just want you all to themselves they don't want to share you like even if it, it could be like they don't want you to spend time with their family because they want more time with you they just want all of you and that's it they don't want you having any life outside of them yes and then the other one is the belittler someone who's always talking down to you talking shit to you telling you you're not shit or you know you're less than who you think that you are you know someone that's constantly just trying to make you feel insecure and feel like you're nothing you're no one angry or mad over the smallest things you know always has an attitude always has a problem with everything just someone who has a bad temper i'm pretty sure that i don't have to really explain that one like it's a bad temper not a good time the other one is the guilt inducer what do you think that is? They make you feel bad for everything. It could even just be you expressing how you feel about something they did or even about anything. And they automatically make you feel bad about it, make you feel bad for feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. That's also the overreactor or the deflector. So someone who's always deflecting on your behavior, deflecting on who you are as a person, you know, also that kind of just ties in with everything because any toxic relationship has an abuser you know so that's gonna be that's gonna be kind of mostly everything for the overreactor the deflector because they're gonna make you feel guilty they're gonna have a bad attitude bad temper they're gonna belittle you they are gonna overreact all the time you know and then lastly is the user yes experience i know you have it (laughs) go ahead let me know the user it's basically like having a child that didn't even come from you. They just want to be taken care of. They know if you have money, they know you have money, so they expect you to buy everything. So I know from experience, you know, my past, that I've actually had, if not all of those things in one person, 
then I've crossed paths with a lot of people that are what that list is. So I wanted to ask you, have you, I mean, I know, but I just want the listeners to know, you know, have you had anybody on that list? Yes, I've definitely been in a toxic relationship. My last relationship was actually extremely toxic. So let's just call him Toby. Okay, perfect. So Toby basically had all of those traits. We were living together. I had no type of freedom. I basically wasn't allowed to talk to anyone that I was previously friends with. I am a barber, so I work around a lot of men, so that caused an issue. I was barely even allowed to go to work. I couldn't wear anything besides like loose t-shirts and sweats to work because then I'd be told, oh, you're cheating. I felt like I had a big ass baby at home because he expected me to pay for everything but was also competitive to like oh well I could make this much money like you don't make nothing like you're just a barber like I'm good at this like that person is a tattoo artist so yes they could make good money but they weren't doing anything with their lives they made me feel so bad about ever expressing that the things they were doing were bothering me just basically every trait on there it was constant judgment there was no trust even though I was the one being cheated on So I actually realized that there's something on that list that is also should be a part of that toxic list. And that's domestic violence, a physical abuser and all those other things are great and everything, you know, for the list, like mental abuse, emotional abuse, things like that. But something that is not covered on there is physical abuse. So there's, you know, abusers who use you, belittle you. Um, obviously abusers do have bad tempers and they guilt trip you and you know all that but I wanted to just add that in there hey everyone just a message from one of our sponsors Jazzy Berries what is the most delicious and best gift to give anyone especially your mother or any mother figure you have in your life right now with Mother's Day around the corner you cannot go wrong and you cannot beat chocolate covered strawberries so Jazzy Berries is offering Strawberries dipped in chocolate and rolled in toppings such as her best-selling top flavors, which are strawberry shortcake, fruity pebbles, cinnamon toast crunch, and my personal favorite, almond joy. Mmm, so delicious. She also offers alcohol infused with an additional fee. She's located in Pittsburgh, California, and will charge a small additional fee for any surrounding areas just to deliver as well. So make sure you check her out. Link is in my bio. Once again, Jazzy Berries, you can't go wrong. So if you feel unsafe, there's actually a hotline. And that number is, Yaz knows it. It's 1-800-799-SAFE. But if you don't feel comfortable talking to someone on the phone and verbally saying what's going on, you can also talk to them online 24-7. Perfect. That is beautiful. I just want to make sure that everybody feels safe and that they don't feel like they have to stay in a domestic violence relationship because now... I also want to talk about my past relationship so you guys can get to know me. I know this is episode four, but the better that you know me, the more that we can relate. In the past, I had a super long-term relationship with my ex. I'm not going to say who it was, but actually most of my exes were very toxic. And I actually started becoming toxic because I was around somebody that was toxic and I felt like that was 
normal behavior for me. So it's been taking years of healing and finally loving myself, understanding myself to understand like, whoa, Erica, you're toxic. Like sometimes even now I have to check myself and say I'm fucking toxic or what I'm doing right now is toxic. Like if I overreact over something or I overthink something or I say something that comes out of my mouth but other times it's actually trauma so being in a toxic relationship can also make you have a lot of trauma you can be traumatized from you know not just domestic violence but the words that people say so they always say I mean when I was little what was the thing like sticks and stones may break my bones but bad words will never hurt you or something and that's completely false yeah that Words hurt you more than you actually know. So the bruises can always disappear. And I'm not saying that that's okay. But, you know, the scars or the marks or whatever can disappear. But what someone actually told you, you know, and hurt your heart or your soul or whatever, or your mental, that follows you. That traumatizes you. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that just being kinder, I've actually become a lot more kinder, haven't I, Yaz? Yeah, but I feel like going through situations like that, it does kind of change who you are afterwards. And depending on how you decide to take it, you'll either become a nicer person and realize like, I don't want to ever make anyone feel like that. And I'm not even playing like for me and my ex have been broken up for a little bit over five years. And honestly, it's probably taken me the last two and a half, almost three years to realize that I was toxic. like. I mean, not just recently I realized I was toxic. I realized this two years ago. And I've been doing all the steps of healing so that I do not, you know, become more toxic or, you know, what is that? Like, me adding my toxicity to somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, I feel like that's an important thing to realize because a lot of people could get out of a toxic situation and then feel like, okay, I'm good. I'm ready to move on to my next relationship. Which is not true because a lot of people don't realize that those toxic traits carried on to them and how they're going to be in future relationships or just the way that you react to certain things. Like the way that I was treated after a while, like a person can only take so much. So the way you react starts becoming toxic reactions and then you start reacting like that on other people when you get triggered by past traumas. Exactly. And I don't know, something about me... Some people are okay being toxic and they think that that's cute. Like I see some some like posts and it's like something toxic and someone's like that's cool. Like that's I see cute. That all the time. That and is I'm, not cute. We're too old for that. Yeah, it's, I'm like see a fucking feel like go fucking go see a fucking therapist, bitch. Like that's not cute. Like or when girls find out like their man's cheating on them or you're doing something like that and then they go and like scrape up their fucking car like break some windows, or do Mm -hmm. some shit like that. I'm like, bitch, fuck no. Just get the fuck up and go. Like, leave. Like, Mm -hmm. don't... It's not even worth it. Exactly. Like, and then I've also heard, like, oh, if you break... Like, if a car has four windows and you leave one not broken, that's a misdemeanor, not a felony, or some shit like that. It's like, bitch... That's unnecessary information. Yeah. You don't need to know that. I'm like, you don't need to know that, bitch. Like, what the fuck? Like, okay, we get it. Like, you're... And then some people actually like toxic they you know like they are toxic but they think crazy is cute Mm -hmm. like that's a thing like bitch that's not cute like i don't think that's cute like bitch 
Go see a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Get on your fucking you medication. Need help. It is not a positive thing at all. Yeah, so please don't think that toxic shit is cute because it's not. Because, or if a guy gets overly jealous over their girl, you know what I mean? Or a girl gets over jealous, like, they'll be like, that's so cute. Like, like, oh, he cares about me. No, there should be some level of trust. Like, yeah, you might be like, okay, well, everyone's going to feel a little bit of type of jealous, but overly jealous. Control it. Is, yeah. Nip that in the bud. It is too much. So now it's story time. I want to say, you know, what my most toxic relationship was. And actually, it's my child's father. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, I don't feel bad. You know, it is what it is. This is the past. And I want to, you know, tell you guys about it. So when I first started dating my child's father, you know, in 2010, actually, there was so much stuff that I don't even know where to start. Like, it all started so great. We were so in love. Um, We talked for about, like, three months. And then we started dating. And actually... He actually cheated on me the second day that we were together. Like, back oh, wow. MySpace days, right? Mm-hmm. He asked me out September 1st, and then September 2nd, he had, like, some girl, like, some girlfriend post or, like, something like, oh, I love whoever the fuck it is, right? And then I actually confronted him and was like, what is that about? And then he was like, oh, that's just my friend. But, bro, I knew that It's he always sh- just a friend. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? So... That was a red flag that I thought was six flags. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I thought this was like, oh, okay, I believe you, blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I was not broken. I was not damaged by anybody prior to him. Like, mm-hmm. this was my first, like, re- I had another relationship, but, like, it was nothing. It was a childish relationship. And obviously, I was 15 at the time then. But it was still childish. But still, like, a little bit now I'm a teenager and I was in something prior so it was just like oh okay I believe you Mm -hmm. and I didn't have a trust issue with you know whoever was before him so yeah I was like oh I believe you so anyways that was one thing the next thing that happened was um he had an ex that she would just not fucking leave him alone for shit and I found out that he was actually still fucking seeing the bitch so I was like what the fuck and then that was another red flag where he was like, no, like, don't believe her and things like that. And I guess I don't, I don't like, I don't have a trust issue with him. So I'm like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. So again, I believed his ass. Mm-hmm. And then many years later, I found out that he really did fucking fuck with her. And he fucked her and he slept over her house and did all these shit. Um, he actually started hitting me. Like, mm. the first time he hit me, so I don't know what I did to him. I really don't remember. It was probably something super small. Obviously, it's small because anything is small if someone's going to fucking hit you for it. Because you do not deserve to get hit for anything. But he didn't actually... Okay, well, he didn't hit me this time. But he actually grabbed my leg super hard. I think I was trying to get out of his car because we were arguing. And he grabbed my thigh so freaking hard that he actually left, like, a soccer ball um, bruise. Like, literally a sock Like, this big of a... Just imagine a whole soccer ball and how round it is on every side. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because it's a circle. And, um, yeah, I had a huge bruise. And then I told my mom at the time that I was actually, I think I played soccer at the time. And, like, I told my mom that I got it from practice. Like, oh, I had, 
I had to lie to mm-hmm. my mother, you know what I mean? And I was I was 15, like 15 and a half. But do you feel like it was because you were already so into him that you were like, yeah. okay, it's nothing? I fall in love fast. like, mm-hmm. And that's one thing about me that I'm like, fuck, like, I need to stop doing that. Like, I keep telling myself, like, I need to stop falling in love fast because that's how you get hurt because you automatically start, like, I keep saying six flags because for me, I fall in love so fast that Every red flag looks like six flags to me, and I think that I can bypass it or I can fix this person, and I can't fucking do that. Like, I, I'm i learning that. Like, yeah. I'm fucking about to be 26, and I'm still fucking learning that. And But for my age, I'm, like, wise beyond my years. Yeah. Like, many people who are, like, 30, 40, they don't even know what the fuck, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they don't get this level yet. Yeah, so you probably told yourself, well, he didn't, like, actually hit me. Yeah. And just tried to find, like excuses for it yeah and he found an excuse for it he's like i wouldn't have done that if you didn't do this and mm-hmm. i'd be like ah! and i'd be like you right you right yeah they always find a way to flip it on you make it your fault like you deserved it yeah so that happened and then all throughout our relationship um before marilyn was born you know my daughter was born um he was like very abusive and um, I remember one time that, um, most, most times I didn't stand up to him and like most times I did, but, um, like obviously he's a man. So I would get kind of intimidated because he's like five eleven almost. And I'm only like a little four ten thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I just would get a little bit intimidated and I wouldn't hit him back. But I remember one time that, um, I actually did hit him back. And, like, he was crying because I was like, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. And I promise you, I never called the police at him, like, on him those times. Like, the first few years, I never called the police on him. But finally, I think, like, year one or something or year two or something. I don't remember, really. But I remember one time I hit him back and then I was like, all right, he's not going to fucking hit me anymore. Because now he knows I'm not going to put up with his shit, Mm -hmm. you know? But, no, it just started, like, he stopped doing that shit. But he was still cheating on me, still manipulating me, still, you know, um, controlling me. Like, everything, he belittling me, like, making me feel insecure, like I wasn't enough. Like, just all these things, like, he would just make me, he, would, he wouldn't hit me anymore, but he was still mentally abusing me. He was still spiritually abusing me, like, just over the board, like, just abusing me. And then um, I remember, like, fast forward... Um, I had my daughter finally, like, like not had her yet, but I was pregnant with her. And we found out that I was pregnant um, when I was two months and a half along. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't because I knew I was pregnant, but my pregnancy tests weren't reading it. Yeah. So, like, I have, like, some type of urine where, like, pregnancy tests can't read it, but I have to get, like, blood tests and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Some pregnancy tests can read it, but it but I have to be so far along before I know yeah. that I'm pregnant. So, yeah. So, basically, I found out when I was two months and a half um, along. And then um, a few days later after that, I remember that we were walking into, like, a FedEx, right? Like, a Kinko's or whatever they're called. And, um, like, a really loud, like, old-ass honda civic you know how they like put those loud ass mufflers in the back and it makes you like i mean some people like it so they look to be like oh hey you know Mm -hmm. like nice muffler 
But I'm more like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of person I am. So when I heard that, it like, and it also spooks you because you're like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because it scares you. So I looked back, but I mugged the car, right? And then he took it as like, I was checking the guy out. So he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, huh? Like, I looked at him like, what are you talking about? And he was like, why the fuck are you looking at that person? And I was like, who's that guy? And I was like, what guy? And he, and at, like, at this time, like, you know, I'm out of high school. Like, you know, I think I'm probably um, 18, I think, mm-hmm. you know, like I graduated when I was 17. So like, I'm already out of high school or whatever. So we made it, usually you don't make it past your high school days, but we made it past our high school days. So, um, like, relationship-wise. But, yeah, so, anyways, back to the story. He was like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, I don't know who that is. He's like, you know who the fuck that is? I was like, I promise you, I don't know who the fuck that is. And then he was like, what the fuck? So he, like, we were walk, And I just, like, was like, I was like, I don't know if I said, like, shut up or, like, leave me alone or whatever. But I started walking in front of him. And then he, like, punched me. Like, he grabbed my hair and punched me forward in the back of my head. Like, I'm pregnant. So I was like, what the fuck? In the store? In the store. Literally, you know, the one that's, like, on Contra Costa Boulevard, you know, in Concord. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Like, he literally punched me forward. Like, he grabbed my hair back, and then he punched me forward in front of the camera. And I was like, you know that camera just saw you, right? He's like, what camera? And then he's like, let's fucking go. And I was like, no. I was doing something, yeah. I think I was doing something for my dad. Like, I had to make copies for my dad. Mm -hmm. So, he's like, let's fucking go. And I was like, no, I have to do something, like... I don't know what I told him. And then he was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, let's go to a different store. And I was like, what the fuck? So we left. And then I started crying in the car. Like, I was hella crying. And he didn't even, like, feel sorry for me. What he said was, I wouldn't have done that. Like, he was basically telling me, like, I wouldn't have done that shit if you wouldn't have fucking acted that way. Or if you didn't fucking look at the guy. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm fucking pregnant. Like, who the fuck could I be looking at? You know? And, like, he didn't get it. And then... Even if you were... That's not a reason to hit you like that, and especially while you're pregnant. Exactly. There's no reason to fucking hit me ever in my life. So, yeah, anyways, he, like, fucking hit me. And then, um, yeah, so that whole time, like, it was fucking tragic. And then after that, um, I don't think he hit me after. Like, after he did that and he was caught on, like, tape, you know, basically he never did it again. But then um, after my daughter, like, during the time that I was pregnant and stuff, he was cheating on me the whole time. He was he was cheating on me the whole fucking relationship, really. Yeah. I just never caught him in the act, but I caught him, like, with the phone. Like, something super toxic. If your fucking boyfriend or your man, your husband, whatever, jumps when you grab their phone, they're cheating on you, sister. Yes. There's something yes. up in that bitch. There's something up in that bitch. Like, they can't even go to pee really quick without taking their phone with them or to do anything without having their phone on them, and it's always facing down. Cheater. They're cheating. One time I grabbed my, before I was pregnant, I grabbed my, my like, you know, my ex's phone. And then um, I just grabbed it for fun because he always was protecting it. So I was like, why is this, like, retard always protecting the phone? You know, like, I hate him. He's so stupid. I call him retard now because he's dumb. But, you know, I was like, why is he, like, protecting this phone so much? So I grabbed it just for a joke. And I ran in the bathroom with it. And then he damn near fucking broke my fucking mom's bathroom door down i was like what the fuck and like i was i was like think i was like 17 that time or 16 or something like i was young 
Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, like, when you're young, you like to play around. And yeah. I learned, like, don't play around with him like that. Mm-hmm. Because he almost broke down the fucking door. Like, literally was tackling that shit down. And then I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what's in your phone? So I started looking through it, and it wasn't locked. So I started mm-hmm. looking through it. Hella bitches. Just hella bitches. But what did I fucking do? I kept fucking... These red flags were six flags. So I kept fucking going on with it. And a lot of people will say, like, why the fuck didn't you leave? But it's like, it's hard to fucking leave. If you're not in that situation or have never been in it, you won't fully understand. Yeah. People are like, why the fuck you didn't leave when he started cheating on you? Like, because I trusted him and I, and I thought I loved him. Like, you know, like, that's what what I thought in my head. Like, I thought that this behavior was okay. And not because I grew up around, like, toxic behavior. Like, just because, like, my parents were not toxic. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. grow up with, like, a toxic household. But, like... For me, my parents have been together even till now, like almost, I don't know, 37 years or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, I've always wanted what my parents had, mm-hmm. you know, like children and, you know, a house together and like, you know, that freaking whole stable life that like for me is like, and also that I fall in love fast. It was like, this is okay to do. This mm-hmm. is fine, you know? But yeah. And then after... um yeah, the whole time I was pregnant, he was cheating on me. Even, I was like, and that's crazy because, like, after my daughter turned one years old, I found out he cheated on me when I was pregnant, like, eight and a half months pregnant. So I was almost, like, you know, about to be due and he yeah. cheated on me. And that's when I broke up with him. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this fucking person hating me, lying to me, cheating on me, blaming me, manipulating me. I was like, I'm about to graduate, like, college in a few months, like, I'm done. Like, I'm getting my degree and I'm out of here. So, I did that. But after I did that and I stood up to him for, like, the first, for the first, like, um, two weeks that I broke up with him, he didn't fucking think I broke up with him. Mm-hmm. And abusers think that. They think you're like, yeah, right. You did not they break up with me. forever and it's up to them when it's over. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, no, it's it's <laughs> over here. Like, mm-hmm. he, and he called me, he's like, hey, babe. And I, he's like, I thought you just wanted space. I didn't think we were broken up. And he started laughing. I was like, no, bitch, I'm done with you. Like, mm-hmm. and that's when he started crying at my doorstep, like, showing up unannounced and, like, just being a fucking psychopath. And I was just like, what the fuck? And also, even when, when my daughter turned one, she was one month, I think, he had a girlfriend. I, I like, hacked into his kick. He was Damn, talking. bringing it back. Yeah, I hacked into his kick, and he literally had so many bitches on there. It was like, babe, 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 babe. It was like, dude, we went, he, I, I'm pretty sure, like, damn near he was, like, saying babe to somebody when I was pushing her out. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, what a piece of shit. But, yeah, the whole time. And then every time that he hit me or cheated on me or did something to me, it was always like, I wouldn't have done that if you didn't do this or it's because you don't do this or because blah, blah, blah. And if anybody knows me, I was at his beck and call, like literally yeah. everything he needed, everything. I bought him a bed, like a whole mattress, like I would buy him clothes, like Christmases, like he would get like 40 gifts, like literally everything that I saw he didn't have, I would provide it for him. Mm-hmm. Like this fucking person would use me like and. I would fill up his gas tank, like, just everything. And the thing about me, like, and, I, and I've and i actually calmed it the fuck down that once I'm talking to someone, I, like, want to, like, I'm a pleaser. So, like, not just, like, 
not submissively like in bed or whatever but like yeah i want to like make them happy so like i want to buy them things like if they're like oh hella like this or hella like that i'm like oh wow and then i'll start you remember that so you can be like well i can get that for them yeah. I can do that's exactly how i am but i'm like you know a lot of people are like oh i can take advantage of them yeah exactly so me i've learned now that i'm like now I'm like, bitch, fuck you. I ain't getting shit. Like, not until, like, you fucking deserve it. Like, mm-hmm. you honor it. Like, that's... Even now, like, I won't fucking have sex with anyone unless they fucking, like, deserve it. And that's even the wrong time to have sex when they deserve it. It's like, <laughs> shit, you guys got to do something else. Like, spike it up, you know? But, yeah, like, the whole time... And even now, like, obviously, like, I didn't want to break up with him because we had a child together, right? Yeah. But even... Having a child with someone is not a reason to stay together. That's the worst thing that you can do. Like, what do you think, Yaz? I think that's more of a reason to leave because then you're not just taking care of yourself anymore. Like, you have a whole nother life to worry about. And then coming, I come from parents that should not have been together. My parents split up when I was three years old. And you would think being three that I wouldn't remember any of that. But the only memories I have are of them fighting or them pretending to get along but kids can feel that they can feel that the love is fake and they're gonna remember that and that carries on to them and how they are in relationships and what they saw they carry that on to what they're looking for and it just ends up affecting your child way worse than you would think it's not helping them it's just affecting them negatively it usually affects the youngest ones honestly Mm -hmm. because um, when I used to take, like, parenting classes and stuff, they would say that, um, I, this girl that was in that parenting class with me, right, because it was, like, court-ordered or whatever, but, um, she would say that when she was pregnant, like, she was going through so much domestic violence abuse, and she says that now that the little girl is born and stuff, because I think at that time she was two, like, like, maybe a year ago, the little girl's two, so... She said she's, hell, she's, like, so aggressive, like, hell of aggressive. Mm-hmm. She's hell of aggressive, always angry, always mean. And she goes, you would think, and she's, like, and she hits. Like, she hits, and mm-hmm. I used to get hit, she said. I, I would get hit when I was pregnant. So, like, that's what the lady said. So I was, like, whoa. She's, like, yeah, so I don't know where she, she never seen this behavior because she was in the womb, but it's, like, she acts like it. So for me, going back to the relationship I was talking about earlier, that was probably the most toxic relationship I've ever been in and like in the beginning he would tell me you're way too nice like that's gonna get you taken advantage of me thinking like oh well he's my boyfriend it's not like he's gonna be the one taking advantage of me he probably means for other people in my life he's gonna protect me right there that was him letting me know he was eventually gonna take advantage of me But everything was good until he moved in. And then that's when he kind of showed his true colors. And the first time he ever hit me, I was asleep. And he woke me up by slapping me. And he had gone through my phone. And girls, a lot of girls, when they're talking to other girls, they call them boo. And I call a lot of people boo. Like, I'll be like, hey, boo. He took that as me cheating on him, even talking to just my friends. So he woke me up by slapping me, being like, what the fuck is this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, him living with me, my nephew also lived there. And my nephew is everything to me. So his way of getting me to not speak up about it was threatening his life because he would 
do tattoos at the house so his friends knew where we lived and I felt like, you know, I'm protecting my nephew, so I need to stay quiet, like, in order for his life. And besides even the physical side of it, it was constantly telling me, like, I mean, he's a, a lot of girls think he's a very attractive guy. So he would be like, well, you're just a fat bitch. Like, no one else is ever going to want you. Like, you're lucky to have me. And, like, to the point where if you hear something enough, it starts to make you believe it. And he would constantly make me feel horrible about myself. I was never called my own name. He would be like, well, I make so much money. If I really wanted to, I could do this. Your job's not shit. But yet he wasn't doing anything because he was like, well, I already got this girl to stay. I might as well have her do everything for me. So it got to the point where he didn't have to pay to eat. He didn't have to pay to live there. He didn't have to pay for his phone bill, nothing. I literally paid for everything. Like, I... He was using me completely. And he, he crashed your car. Yes, he also took my car and ended up doing New drugs. car. Yes, my brand new car that wasn't even a year old yet. Um, he ended up crashing it on drugs. And what did I do? I took the blame for it. I told everybody, like, some dumbass story because I was trying to protect him. Even when the cops called me and were like, um, do you know he has your car? I just covered for him which was stupid. My gap insurance didn't even cover that. So even after he was gone, I had to pay off that car for like two more years. But everything that he would do, he would make me feel bad for feeling some type of way about it. For my child's father hitting me, you know, like just that was it for me. Like I had to just get the fuck out of that relationship, you know, because when I said I broke up with him and two weeks later, like he like didn't know I broke up with him. And then he kept trying, kept crying. You know, I finally did take him back, but it only lasted two months or about three months and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, he finally hit me. He act- I have, like, a scar on the side of my left eye. And um, it's very tiny. It was actually a lot bigger, and it had a vein for the longest time, but it went away. But even though I called the police and he went to jail for the first time for hitting me, I was literally the first dumb bitch that was really going to call and be like, hey guys how much is the bail let me get him out like that was me but it took everything inside of me for like the whole week that he was there for me not to like just I was just like let me just let him stay in there and then he would call me a lot from jail and I would still answer him Mm -hmm. and stuff and we'd kind of apologize to each other for like what happened and me stupidly when after he was released from jail like I thought we were going to get back together, but that's when um, he was with um, his new girlfriend mm-hmm. or his wife now, you know? And, um, like, I didn't know that they were together or that they were talking or whatever, but I thought that everything was going to go back to normal after he got out of jail and maybe, mm-hmm. like, he would learn something. Because I remember one of his aunts told me that his uncle hit her one time and that she called the police on him one time. He went to jail, and he never did it again. And they've mm-hmm. been together for years now. And they, like, you know, I think he's a pastor or something like that. And, like, everything's cool and stuff like that. So I thought, like, okay, let me, after, like, five years of, like, not taking advice, I'm like, let me call. Because everybody knew that he would whoop my ass all the yeah. time. So it's like, like, when you said, like, oh, why didn't you tell your family? Like, most of my family knew that my mm-hmm. baby daddy was whooping my ass. Yeah. Like, a lot of people knew. A lot of people... Like, my sister knew, but because I was so fucking dumb and I would always take him back, no one took me seriously. So, mm-hmm. the fact that you hit it for so long, 
You know what I mean? Didn't tell, like, not a soul. Like, not even I knew nothing about it. And it's crazy because her boyfriend or ex and my baby daddy are very close. Very. (laughs) Very close. Like, literally. Yeah. So. But I completely get that because even when he did crash my car, he left the scene. So they considered it a hit and run and he ended up getting arrested and you know i should have left him there and been like you know all this shit he's done to me he deserves to stay there hell yeah i was just like because of the fear he had already placed in me i was like i can't leave him there because when he does get out he's gonna be more mad but then i also tried to tell myself like you know he's told me before like when he's been in bad situations no one in his family will bail him out like no one's ever cared so i was like you know maybe if i do bail him out he'll realize like oh this girl actually does care for me like and maybe things will change a little bit. So I was dumb and I bailed him out literally the same freaking day. He didn't even have to stay there for a full day. And the only reason I even brought up the domestic violence with this situation is because when I mentioned all the different toxic traits and how I said that he had all of them, I know a lot of people will be like, okay, well, why did you deal with that? And you know, some people... They don't get it. They just kind of pretend that the red flags weren't there. And like I said, like they realize it when they're so in love that they're like okay now i can't leave because i'm in love but for me it was more so he instilled so much fear into me and like for my family's lives that i was just like i kind of have to deal with this like not just the domestic violence part of it but all the other toxic traits that he had like making me feel like shit about who i am about be controlling me using me cheating on me all the different things like that i dealt with because of so there's a lot of different things that keep people in toxic situations yeah i agree with you 100 percent. i think that um for you it was fear for me it was love um i just really wanted love and i was actually settling for less and a lot of people do settle for less like they don't think that they deserve more or like you said um like you know like you said you know that he never had anybody in his life and like i said um also that our exes are super duper close so for me in some places i felt like i had to protect him i felt like i had to be um everything he never had in the past you know that i could bring it to her like to what he is now and he's never had really like a mother figure Mm -hmm. or anything like that in his life or a father figure so i thought like oh i could complete him we can have kids like this would be this whole perfect like Mm -hmm community fat like kids and like us loving each other and getting Mm -hmm. married and I was actually engaged to him for like a while and um me calling the police and then him going with that girl obviously Mm -hmm. like broke up our engagement and stuff like that but also the the fact that the girl that he you know he didn't really leave me for her but he left me for her because we were together and they Mm -hmm. started talking but also I sent his ass to jail and it's Mm -hmm. like even right now I'm like what the fuck was that you know like like Erica you were trying to stay with that guy but the relationship was over so basically when you don't really know where to go in a relationship it's basically over like you can't repair that you can't save that if there's cheating involved there's manipulation involved there's trust issues there's respect issues there's all types of issues you cannot repair that like if they leave you feeling drained all the time or the relationship in general just has you feeling drained or like you're giving more than you're receiving like not just materialistically but like emotionally you gotta go but like how you said like him not having his mother and father figure you felt like you could help him 
same with mine. He had a, like, a horrible childhood and all that. So I was like, you know, well, I would make excuses for his behavior. Like, well, he didn't grow up the best, so he doesn't know how to act like this or how to handle these type of things. But, you know, once you get to a certain age, you're an adult and you can't keep using your past experiences to justify your behavior like it gets to a certain point where you need to be like okay I've gone through these things but how am I gonna better myself so I don't keep this going like for myself and for my kids in the future because those people that have gone through things like that if they don't deal with them themselves inside they carry them on to you and it just keeps going it's like a never-ending cycle yeah and then I wanted to let the listeners know, and obviously you know this because I actually told you this earlier today, is you set the tone of how you want to be treated and what you will tolerate. So if you let someone disrespect you and you don't speak up about it or you let someone hit you or whatever the case may be, treat you bad, mistreat you, whatever, you set that tone. So if you allow it and you let it, you know, just glide by, people are going to be skating. They're going to be doing whatever the fuck they want. They're going to just, you know... You need to set the tone of how you want to be treated. Like, you can't be disrespected. You can't be cheated on. You can't be, you know, letting anyone talk to you any type of crazy. Like, fucking stand up for your fucking self, bitch. And I say that in a loving way. (laughs) And don't ever be like, oh, well, they love me. I know they don't mean to do these things. No, if someone loves you, they're not going to do anything bad to you and if they do they're gonna recognize it right away and fix the issue yes and then also sometimes people say you know if a woman will keep arguing with you it's because she cares about you but sometimes bitches who arguing with you all the time men are bitches who are fucking toxic so just because she's always nagging at you some some of them may care but others don't fucking really care. They're just fucking annoying and they're toxic. Some just get, like, excitement out of arguing. Yeah. Watch out for the blame game. Watch out for guilt trips. The excuses. There'll be more times than not that the person is using excuses. No self-reflection of their actions, whether it's your significant other or your family member, whoever. Um, in this episode, we talked more about relationships because I think... Because of quarantine, I wanted to reflect on the domestic violence, the toxicity of, you know, this situation right now, you know, with Rona and everything. But yeah, I think that we covered everything. Do you want to add anything? I think that you're like... I would say just keep in mind, whether it be family, friends, or your romantic partner, nobody is worth losing yourself for and letting your mental health deteriorate. Yes, and also remember that deleting their number means nothing because you can delete their number or their contact, but if you still have that thread, girl, if you still have that thread of text messages or whatever, it ain't over, okay? Once the thread is gone, they don't exist. Exactly. Exactly. It's a wrap. So don't settle for anybody just because you want to have somebody in your life. Remember your worth always. Love and light always. Yaz, take it away. No one's going to love you more than you love yourself, period. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Bye.